Hey guys, what's up? It's Christina, the host of Fearless as Fuck, the podcast. We are here again today with our producers, Amber and George, in the studio. Yes. Completely caffeinated and ready to bring you a very inspirational podcast because I came in here today and realized that we are all on the same energy wavelength and everyone's really freaking fired up for different reasons and I'm ready to hear all about it. But I've been having some... um, realizations lately and I think I might have talked about it in a few of the updated or not the not the updated the life update podcast we had just had where I was kind of explaining to you guys what the feelings of burnout were like and how we kind of go through ebbs and flows of not really like living up to our fullest potential or you know going through spouts of self-deprecation and just all around getting stuck in life and what that means, how to get out of it, why we wind up there. And we all wind up there for personal reasons. Um, But what I'm excited about to talk to George today, George is somebody who's always been there to pull me out of my funks (laughs) quite a few times recently. And one mainly I was in here and I just, I was just really not feeling like myself for a long time. And that was really hard for me to show up as a coach and somebody to inspire on social media when I was not feeling very inspirational. Like, how am I supposed to inspire people when I come in here and don't feel like I have anything to say? And I was like, man, this really sucks. And he was like, you really should go back and watch a few of your first podcasts or go back, you know, take take a deep dive. And one day I did. And I went and back and I went and back. I went back and watched some of them, but also kind of went back to the stories and the Instagram posts and everything that I had been doing around the time of my life that I felt my absolute best. And I really tried to figure out like what the secret sauce was that I had back then that was allowing me to be so proactive, productive, and just overall, in my mind, unstoppable because I just felt like I was vibrating at this frequency that I belonged at and nothing could steer me away from it. And so I've been really kind of trying to tap into that and also understanding that with more responsibility when you're building your business or shooting for your goals or, you know, chasing your dream body or anything like that comes a lot more responsibility and a lot more things when you're leveling up that pop up that you might not be ready for. And that sometimes can be challenging and it can also sometimes deter you away from actually chasing those things because it's it's fucking hard. So George also goes through a lot of these things. and I kind of wanted to talk to him about it live to you guys today because George has been a part of Sticky Paws Studios since the very beginning, right? Yes. Yeah, since the very beginning. And I'll let him kind of give you a little rundown on the background of it since um, a lot of you probably don't even know how this studio came to be and where we're at. But yeah. I feel lucky that I've been able to be here at the same time and watch this all from the sidelines just as you've watched me. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I just think that'd be a really cool conversation. 100%. Not even if you're building a podcast, but just, you know, building anything is really difficult. Yeah. So a couple things I just wanted to say right off your phenomenal intro. Very few people are as good as giving a podcast intro as you are. Like you just What? Kinda, I always think I'm You laid I it out there, girl. You're like, "Okay, I was like, all right, that's all the points we're going to touch today in that order and um so that's the first thing I just wanted to Well, thank to you. Say. That actually makes me feel really great because that's like my weak spot, I feel like, in my mind. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. But I think it's the caffeine talking this morning. But I told you to go back and watch your old episodes because I, the first time I met you was at the, where were we at? UFC Fit. Yes. Uh, with Gio and Travis. And we were filming an episode of Fitness Junkies. Little do you know, that was my very, very first day coming into the studio. I came in after work. I stopped in. They were like, hey, yeah, we're about to go to this on-location shoot. Do you want to come and check it out? And so I got to sit there and watch, and maybe I'll, I'll toss Amber some of the Instagram stories I took because it was, it was cool for me. I was like, all right. First day in, I, de- I was not expecting at the time because Sticky Paws Studios was – a month old it was fresh. It was super, super young, and you hadn't committed to your podcast yet. But I think that day kind of sparked you wanting to come in here after you were on Geo's podcast to to get your own going. And I got to see you go through and inspire a lot of people throughout your journey. I mean, like the engagements. Um, that I saw, especially with your content, were meaningful engagements. And I do a lot of social media posting, so I can tell fake, phony bullshit compared to the three to four individuals that it really impacted and touched. Another podcast I feel the same way about here is uh, Gridability. 
yeah. with Adam Clausen getting out after a 213-year life sentence. He got That's out wild. after 20 years. The comments that they get on their posts, I'm like, yeah, these people are listening and they're listening intently. And I feel the same way about your content. And so that's why when I told you to go back, it kind of highlighted to me that we talk a lot about how negative social media is, but in a, in a weird way, it's amazing for journaling. I suck at journaling, but I love making content and I can tie together content and the way I was feeling in a moment a lot better than like if I was to go back and look at like old readings because I feel it it means something to see how happy you were or how powerful your voice sounded. And I'm wondering, did you feel that when you went back and you watched the content where you're like, man, the smile's a little different. Like, how do I get to that point? A thousand percent. And it was it was like it's also frustrating because you're like, when did I slip away from this? Because I go back and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love that version of myself. And I remember at the time when I was in that version, I looked back at previous versions of myself when I was really depressed and I'm like, man, how did I get that bad? So it's it's interesting because like you don't realize what you're doing in the moment until you can kind of take a step out of the box and like look at it from a different perspective. But I looking back on these times, I'm like, man, I was so focused, motivated, forward thinking, positive, optimistic, all these like really amazing, you know, yeah. words qualities and qualities that you want to, to have. Right. Every and single day. they were also everything that I encourage everyone else to be. And I truly mean that from like the bottom of my heart. And I knew because I had pulled myself out of such a dark place that it was possible. Mm -hmm. And for someone who never thought they'd wind up in a dark place who wound up in a really bad place, I was like, if it can happen to me, it can happen to anyone. And if it can also happen in a bad way, we're also in control of getting ourselves out of it too. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to a lot of uh, Joe Dispenza back then. Okay. And he was really impactful for me because he talks about how we can rewire our brains and we can take control over those things. And I had never been much of a science buff my entire life or, you know, into neurology or any of those things, but that's what he really talks about. And he goes really, really, really deep into how we are hardwired, but also how it's the same thing. Like um, if you can, make yourself sick, you can make yourself get better kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not like, I don't have cancer. I'm not dying. I don't have anything super terminally, like I'm not terminally ill. It's just a depression. It's just anxiety. It's just this. And I know that some of us have it worse than others, but I'm like, man, if I watched myself get into how bad this was and I know what took me there, can I take myself out of it? Mm -hmm. And as I did and I started to better my life, I wanted to help other people do the same thing and that fueled me and that's the common thing that I saw in all those videos was my burning desire to help but I was also feeling good and so now fast forward I was in a funk where I'm feeling bad I don't want to help because yeah. who am I to help if I'm feeling like this so I knew I had to figure out what that was and how I got there and bring it back yeah and even just the little bits of doing that I feel like I woke up feeling like a different person. Mm -hmm. And I, myself, when I look at like the funks that I've gotten into and you mentioned terminally ill and I tie it straight into like a sick person just wants one thing, right? That sick, that sick person wants to get healthy and that simple minded thinking when you achieve it and you will achieve it faster, right? Cause when you're sick, you're really being proactive, right? You're taking medicine. You're making sure you're taking in more fluids than you normally do. You're getting rest. You in a way, Christina, we're in a sick period right. and you were trying to find the quickest avenue to get back. couple of things. One, when I feel like I'm getting into a funk, one of the main things is I have this clouded judgment of everything that I want in the world. And what I mean by that is like the amount of money I'm making, mm. my current lifestyle, um, you know, how much time I'm getting to spend with everybody. And when I start like thinking I'm either letting people down or I'm not doing enough or it's not happening fast enough and I see the people around me and they, they I feel like they aren't thinking the same way that I'm thinking, it makes me start to get into like this, man, is this ever going to happen in my life? But really like I'm laying the foundation every single day 
to live the lifestyle I want, to have the amount of money I want. It just may not be happening at the speed that I want. That's usually when I catch myself getting into a funk. Right. Like when I'm I'm like feeling like I'm behind the eight ball a little bit. Is that what was happening with you? I think so because you also start hyperfixating on other people's timeline and their timeline has nothing to do with yours. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but for me, I would find myself looking at other individuals that are kind of like in my same arena and I wind up comparing myself to them. And I'm like, well, why why don't I have this? Or why is my business not to this level? Why is my podcast not making this much money? And the more you start questioning that, you start focusing less on what you're doing and the creation process and that pulls back your trajectory and your speed at what you're actually achieving things. And I wondered because I was like, wow, why is like, cause it, to be honest, every area of my life was suffering mm. recently. Like yeah. my, my money, my career, my, all of my jobs, um, my relationships, my friendships, my relationships, with my family, my self worth, um, my own wellness, my physical body, yes. everything was starting to go down. And I'm like, oh my God, like it's like the whole boat's sinking and I don't know why. And then when you get there, sometimes you even start self sabotaging more, like excessive drinking, going yep. out more. And not that, like, you know, you can't enjoy yourself, but you know when you're starting to slip. A hundred percent. But I think that also kind of, I mean, truthfully, the worst lifestyle, and it kind of pairs up with like EDC happening recently, and I didn't go to EDC, but I loved EDC the one year I went to it. And me and my fiance just got back uh, from a trip to New York, spent quite a bit of money, right? Mm-hmm. So when we had came a blast, back, I'm sure we were not going to go to EDC, right? But then you see all the photos. You start remembering how much fun it was to go out there and do that. That kind of led into, I feel the party fun life is the easiest one to fall into. Oh, yeah. Because it's just so accessible. Especially here. Are you kidding me? We live in like the entertainment capital. Dude, it's <laughs> it's dangerous. I mean, wherever yeah. you want to go in the city to have fun, you can go. Anytime. Anytime of the day. Yeah, like, it is. For me, I also like, I mean... I kind of got out of my party phase a long time ago, but I still like to have a good time as we all do. Yeah. But you can see when it becomes like a, like a downward spiral. Yep. And I definitely went there. The text, the text early in the week, right? Like you're fucking planning this shit. Oh my God. I was nonstop and I haven't been that way for a long time because even during prepping, like prepping for shows, I Mm -hmm. don't do that. I might go out and be social still, but I'm not drinking. I'm not, you know, indulging because also, you know, drinking leads to eating more, going out more, just everything, spending more money. Um, But it led me to focus outside of what I needed to do. And for me, I think what it was, was I knew this next level of success that I want is going to require a big fucking step like probably the biggest step I'm choosing to take. And that also involves putting a lot of things on the back burner. And I think that also came with so much responsibility that, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, it's summer, like go out, this, 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 and this. And it was kind of a distraction. Well, I'll just do that later. And, but when that becomes a habit of saying it over and over and over again, you start doing the the opposite Correct. over and over and over again. And then you get stuck in that vicious cycle. It got to the point for me where I was burning myself out so much where I'm like, I'm running on coffee and energy drinks, drinking every freaking weekend, not getting enough sleep because I already work in the nightclubs, not doing my work, not really pushing my business. And now what am I doing? Now I'm feeling depressed. And yeah. it's all because of myself. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I bet in the moments that you were indulging right like you're like this is awesome oh of in, course. A, in a way in a way in a way too though one of my core feelings about like how much fun a person should have like it should be once to twice a month where you are scheduling yourself to let loose and have fun and the people right. that don't do that i find it's not that they're not the sharpest and they're at the top of their game, but you're lacking a little bit mm-hmm. of self pers- interpersonal skills. You know, when you go out, are you going to be the one that's dancing? Or are you going to be the awkward one standing in the corner? I'm going to tell you, like, if you want to be that awkward dude standing in the corner, that's fine. But just know that everybody kind of has this weird feeling that, like, 
Is this he doesn't want to be here. Is this dude a fucking robot? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want to fucking be here. Like, he doesn't. He's not letting loose having fun. Yeah. So I think you do have to do it. You can tell when it's going down into a spiral. But it's if you if you don't have that experience, I almost don't trust you to be able to tell me how to get out of it. You yes, know what I'm saying? A like, thousand if you're a life coach that hasn't had life happen to you, I don't know what type of life you're going to be teaching me. Yeah, what uh, what actually are you teaching me? Because, like, what have you gone through? Yes. And this is, like, it's you're human at the end of the day, and the more you can be honest and transparent with your experiences, the better. I never thought I'd wind up going through these ups and downs as a coach. I thought once I was a coach, I'm like, no, I'm good, golden. Like, I'm like, yeah. you know, the, 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 the girl doesn't do anything wrong. Like, no, that's not realistic. Um, but I think you're right, too. You can't expect somebody to never go out and let loose and experience life and have drinks on the weekend and have the food, eat the dessert, things like that. That's, yes. that's normal. And I, I guarantee you the coach who teaches you that you can't do that is toxic as well, because there is such a thing as being toxic on that end yeah. too. I've had coaches like that. I've seen coaches like that and it's, it doesn't end up well. It doesn't end up, um, doesn't end up in a good spot for the client either. But you do have to have that like balance. And that's also what I teach my clients is figuring out like where to pull back, where to like let go um, and finding that healthy balance in between. So you experience life and never feel like you're missing out on things. But it's when you get into the the vicious cycle and it's usually because you're distracting yourself from something mm. that you wind up doing the, the loop downwards. <laughs> yeah, the distracting, the distracting yourself so easy to do these days yeah and it happens so fast um i'd say the biggest thing for me working here at sticky paws is the true understanding of what time is like time management time or just time, time in general time in general i mean we've been most of the past two years on call 24 7. yeah i was gonna say tell me a little um, bit about how that's like transpired yeah. yeah i mean so i i started off as a school teacher and i was working here after the school day ended and so my day would start at you know 5 a.m to get up and go to school teach a school day and then i would get here around 2 2 15 all the way till eight o'clock sometimes now it worked out well my loved one was working graveyard shifts so we were never really going to be able to see each other anyways mm -hmm. um, because I would come home, she would sleep, wake up, and then just dip out. So for me, it was just like, let me put in the time right now because I felt like it was cool. I felt like for me, it was like, all right, this is a professional step you need. For a while there, I was bitching a lot that I was like, I'm running out of money. I have no secondary source of income. I'm a teacher, like everybody, you know, who might be like thinking teachers don't get paid enough. It's very true, especially starting out and to maintain the lifestyle that I would see around me. Like, I mean, these other teachers are making a lot more than me, but I was like a kid who was trying to like keep up and impress. I was, I always felt a little bit behind. Um, so then I finally had this opportunity. I came in and I did it right. And I pushed myself to the limit. What I mean by that is just about anything that was asked of me, I made it a point to do it. And then even when things weren't asked of me, like I was the main water bitch here for everybody <laughs> for fucking months. I would clean the bathrooms. That was before like we had a cleaning crew. I was making sure that I understood not only how this studio operated, but how can I impress you know john and travis um who you know are giving me a, an opportunity to intern here and it quickly after three months turned into a paid position because i was doing social media content for a sports betting site that john was doing a podcast for and stuff so i was able to get some income from there like three months in but it was three months of intense hard work and I mean, even when I did start making money, it was $400 a month to do like 10 Instagram posts or something like that. Flash forward to about a year in, we're starting to get more podcasts. My role now is really solidified second. I was the first person who was brought on to payroll because um, I demanded that shit. 
I'm going to be honest, like the one thing that you need to understand going into business is, yes, free is amazing and you are at, at times like even if I'm making a crazy amount of money, I'm still going to do free shit mm-hmm. because I like people. Right. And I know if I it's not even like you're it's, a team player. Yeah. And it's no it's no more energy on me. I'm giving you all the benefit. And for me, it's just like I love being able to provide services that I've learned here from video editing to Photoshop to how to manage a social media account to, you know, how to structure a podcast. So much shit that I've learned here that I'm willing to give people for free. But then, you know, came the day where I was like, let's make this a real thing. Like, I want to stop teaching and I want to work here full time. And here's the dollar amount. And it was the same dollar amount matching on both sides. I was like, I'm not going to leave teaching to go make even less money. Right. Yeah. So I was like, as long as that match is even. And it did. And I was very pleased but then I knew at that moment in time, too, it's kind of like, fuck, got to hit the gas pedal even harder now yeah. because that, that New dollar. New fear is unlocked. <laughs> definitely, definitely was a moment in time where you're you're excited on the drive home, but then you get in bed that night and you're sitting down and you're like, okay, all right, I'm going to, I'm required to be here on call pretty much 24-7 all right, let's do this. And for me, being an ex-athlete and seeing like what it takes to be the best of the best, the Michael Jordan mentality, the Kobe Bryant mentality, I myself can never do it as an athlete. And I, I'm, a fir- I'm firmly comfortable with saying that when it comes to now like pushing my body to that extreme level, like I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, I want to maintain, you know, vascularity, stay fit, but it's not my goal to ever walk on stage or to compete in any sort of, like, professional league. But what I realized is I could do that same type of mentality and work, but just in business. And then me not ever understanding business and realizing that that's fucking – that's a different type of breed, right? There's people that are in business that are in it for, like – you know, the fun shits and gigs and stuff. And then there's people that are in it, like the people that I've worked for, John and Travis, that are like going for it, right? right? And it melded perfectly, honestly. And ever since, I would say, February of 22, I've been working harder than I ever have in my entire life. I see my wife even less than I ever have, but... I've been able to balance it because she's been doing her own thing, right? Like she's going to the gym. She's going to spend time with her family. She's going to take the dog to the dog park. She's, you know, loves TikTok sitting at home sometime. But like she's she's not craving like, oh, my gosh, we never do anything together. Right. I don't oh, I don't understand how people can really do that. I think it. Oh. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I do. And I'm trying to figure out like how I want to word this because I've been in both types of relationships, mm-hmm. but at different points in my life when I like didn't have a lot going on and when I didn't have things going on, like, but the one common thing ever since I've been like 18 years old, I've always had more than one thing. It's never. And so I've always been busy. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always been busy and I've had to have my partner also be in an understanding of like what my life is and the people that were also in alignment with that type of entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. um, they understood because I also understood them too. Um, so you have to really understand that the relationship that you're getting in and the dynamic that your partner needs from you, because if, if your wife wasn't like that, she might not understand why you are so like yeah. in it, in it. And um, that wouldn't work. Yeah, no. And But and, you're also, I'm and, sure, okay with understanding like, hey, we haven't had some time together. Let's plan a date night. Yeah. You let's, know? My big thing is vacations. Like I got to yeah. get the fuck out of here every once in a while <laughs> and literally just shut off the world. And it's very tough in a job where you have to be 24-7. Like yeah. even when I was in New York um, like a month ago now, I was 
answering texts. I was giving legitimate, like, creative thought to messages that were being sent to me. And what I realized is it's good to an extent. I do see that one of the things that makes me happy every day is that I'm being able to affect so many people's lives. One thing, Christina, that I was horrible at before I got to this position was texting people back. And just in general? Just in general, Uh whether it's friends, like, and even to this day, like. I'm really bad. (laughs) I do. I am getting so fucking good because there's not only the texts that I'm getting from clients, but then there's DMs that are being sent to all these social accounts that I'm getting. There's being able to delegate and see all these different pieces move simultaneously. But the one factor in all those pieces is me. So if I don't, you know, have things planned out in advance or have a really good plan when I'm on a vacation or to say, okay, I need 30 minutes to 45 minutes, even on vacation, right? And I'm not going to get up early, but with cell phones these days, you can do everything, you know, while laying in bed, getting up, you know, you just don't scroll on social media, but you're just responding to everybody. But that was... One thing that I thought, I was like, shit, you may have an issue with this. But we watched a show called Entourage. And I don't know if you've ever watched Entourage. I haven't seen it. Entourage practically explains uh, Mark Wahlberg uh, moving to Hollywood with all his buddies from the Bronx in New York and the lifestyle of Hollywood and entertainment. It explained to her what my life is like in perfect detail. Just all times of the day, the show would depict that the agent was getting a call to start off his day. So he's literally waking up. Okay, now it's time to go into business, getting ready, saying I love you, right? Like, you know, making meaningful time out of the two minutes that you get before you have to go and do other things. And then it's meeting, phone call, go into a a studio to shoot this thing. Then we're going to this big time dinner to meet with this person, this person, this person. Then we get home at 11 a.m. Now we're back up again at 6 a.m. the next day or 11 p.m. And then we get back up. Yeah, I was like, damn. Yeah, no, no, no. (laughs) So when she watched that show and we were both watching and I was enthralled too because like you don't really know how to explain entertainment. I think there's businesses and what it takes to run, you know, whether it's a coaching business Um, or a pool company, right? But then there's entertainment, which is completely different. Oh, yeah. You know, you're dealing with divas, like Christina's the biggest diva at the studio. (laughs) Absolutely. She's just (laughs) constantly asking for everything. Um, So you have to learn how to put up with that. (laughs) Then you got to learn. But jokes aside, there's a lot of shit that it's hard to explain in a in a entertainment based until you see it relationship yes yeah i even even in like the the worst relationship shit i've ever gone through that was the first person i had ever dated that had been in that kind of space and it was actually really hard for me to adjust when we first started dating because at the time i was just a hairstylist i didn't really use social media for anything at all i posted pictures of my dogs and like my food like random, you know, back when and you just did random stuff yeah. on Instagram without any reasoning. Like, yes, yes. Like for no reason to get a picture day. of this cup of coffee and be like at sticky pots. <laughs> 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 Hashtag coffee. Um, but anyway, that was good. I, <laughs> it's funny because I would I, I scrolled back once to like hide all my stuff. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Why would I ever post this? <laughs> you shared it to your story one last time. I sh- like I. Sh- <laughs> I, I'm going to start doing that. R.I.P. Um, Throwback Thursday. I, oh, my God. Yeah, it was like probably 2014, 2015. Um, but I remember what, I, I couldn't understand his lifestyle because his lifestyle was literally based a thousand percent around social media being the number one source of income in his own business. So I was like, man, this guy's on his phone a lot. And at first I was like, man, this is kind of annoying. Mind you, he didn't have very much balance. He, didn't, You know what I mean? He didn't. understand so there were some issues however there was a layer of it that I had to understand where I'm like okay he does have to jump on his phone more frequently to make sure things are getting posted to make sure there's follow-up to make sure there's engagement you know um the the list goes on and I didn't really understand that until I got involved and once I was involved I totally understood it and I didn't take as many things personally because this is just the wavelength that we're on 
were was, doing this together. Was one of them the females that he would have to be in contact with? Okay, that's because, a whole nother fucking story. <laughs> because, because that's, I mean, truthfully, that was a huge adjusting period. You know how Cameron felt after I was like, yeah, no. I, first day at Sticky Paws, like, they took me to an on-location shoot. Look who I was filming. And I showed you, and she was like, oh, oh this is going to be his job now. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, it's a, uh, well, okay. So there's there's <laughs> two there's two sides of this because one, yes, I had to understand that, like, my boyfriend, then fiancé at the time, is a figure on social media. There are women all over him like you know I, but here's the thing you can't control what comes into your inbox you only can control what it goes, goes out of your inbox correct well, okay <laughs> so for me in the very beginning i i adjusted well because i had somebody who was encouraging me to understand and was actually giving me a lot of support so i trusted the whole thing was it completely comfortable no because now i have to adjust to an entire new way of living yeah um and that's something that in a, in a trusting, respected relationship is just an adjustment you have to make. It, yeah, it's an adjustment. But even in the the we've been together for eight years at this point. Right. That like, doesn't mean that shit's not going to sting 100%, sometimes. Percent, a hundred percent. I agree with you. <laughs> We're human you at have the end to of the be, day. And if you're a guy out there and like, do you got to I mean, obviously, you know, like the different tones of your voice that you have to approach yes. these conversations with, because I mean, over time. I can see how at times I get blunt with it. I'm like, this is just what I do. You Ugh, know? Yeah, and it can. And that I know irritates the fuck out of her. And so I make sure I give her a little bit of time to digest and process because, I mean, yeah, it, like the, the biggest thing, it's never like contacting, right? But it's me just scrolling through my own personal Instagram <laughs> and her being like fitness influencer, fitness influencer, fitness influencer. Random like, butt pics. It's like, shit. <laughs> God damn it. Where's the sports stuff? I start liking more sports shit. Show me highlights. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those things that can be uncomfortable. And yeah. and vice versa. I'm I've dated guys who are like, "Wow, so is this social media stuff forever?" And I was like, "Oh, here we go." Like, "Here we go." <laughs> or I got once like, you know, maybe you wouldn't get those comments if you weren't exploiting yourself and I'm like, "Okay, we are not going to work out." Like, because in my mind, yeah, oh, man, like. But, okay, I will. It's the same same thing for guys. You got to give them a little second. Because the guys could sound really, Christina, if you don't have noticed this by now, we could sound really stupid. And like, harsh. Just harsh, blunt. <laughs> Amber's <just>, dying. <laughs> like, we can be idiots. And, we, yeah. most of the, and, and, you know, after, you know, processing it, I, I'd like to think most guys are able to come back to that rational. Like, ah. Oh. Yeah. That was the wrong thing to say. I'm sorry. And, you know, hopefully their sorries mean something. By that right. Point. And the girl can also come off fucking nuts. I'm sure I've said some stuff that's off the cuff. That's like, <laughs> whoa, Christina. <laughs> like, yeah. And later on, I'm like, OK, I wasn't I was being dramatic. You know, it's um, I think it has to do a lot with the way that you've seen like your parents kind of like. Yes. Like how you've grown up and your relationships leading yeah. up to this. For yeah. sure. With like dealing with snappiness. Like I came mm. from a Cuban household and we've had. Was it we've loud? Been not only just the loudest environment you've ever been in, but <laughs> we've been kicked out of sporting events. So like imagine being a kid and then seeing like we sit down. Families like now people are starting. My uncle might be like yelling at somebody. And then at halftime, we're getting escorted out by police. <laughs> and then. Zero to 60. And then we're and then, you know, then we're at another place and then. Like, it was the Rose Bowl. This is a fun story. Okay. We're at the Rose Bowl. And that, this is in 2014, 2015, where that meme, uh, fuck her right in the pussy. Oh, was, my God. Uh, you remember that? <laughs> yeah. So that meme was out, right? We're at the Rose Bowl. And we we get different seats every year. But it's like a family tradition that we go there and we watch it, right? And I'm a sophomore in high school. And it's the first time, first trip that my fiance, uh, or I keep calling her fiance, wife, lover, wife, Cameron, wife, she all ever, of it is wife. She's everything. <laughs> she's uh, everything to me, have. at least. She's so pretty. She, thank you. Um, she, it's her first trip with my family, right? And then we're we're our seats are right in front of the walkway, so you can 
tell. Like, if you're in front of the walkway, it's going to suck at times because people are walking in front and shit. And we're sitting there, and this dude early on in the game just hammered. He's just walking around. Bugger riding the pussy! Oh, no. Bugger riding the pussy. And, like, you know, he's, like, going off, right? And then he leaves. And everyone, after the dude leaves the first time, everyone around him is like, you know, fuck that guy. You know, like the little rumblings in the crowd, like, oh, yeah, no, that dude's real piece of shit. Like, you know, he's got to control himself. He comes back right around, like, the start of the fourth quarter. Probably more trash, huh? Oh, I mean, <laughs> I, there should have been cutoffs, right? This man should have been cut off. He then goes, like, probably three feet in front of my father and just, like, turns around and says, Fuck her right in the pussy. And my dad takes his binoculars and fucking hits him over Stop. the head. <laughs> right? Hits him over the head. And then the dude's like, you know, they get into a tussle now. I'm a sophomore in high school. My brother is in like sixth grade. And it's Cameron's first time ever on a vacation with my family. Oh, my. Um, <laughs> and then so my mom's like, ah! You know, like my mom freaks out. Ah! And then... My dad, like, gets tackled and pushed down on the stairs by this dude. So, like, this dude's on top of my dad. I'm like, you don't fucking do that. So then I have to pull this guy off, and I'm, like, trembling. I pull this guy off, and then my dad stands up, and this by that time security had come and sep separated a little bit. And then there was a security guard that, like, came up to me and kind of, like, like, pushed me. And because, like, I had that dude, like, held. I was like pulling him off, and security guard like pushed me off, and I in in a fit of rage, I just said, "Get the fuck away from me, man!" And I didn't know he was like he was a small security guard. I was a sophomore in high school; I was still pretty like stout, but like I knocked him back pretty far, and then I was like, "Oh fuck!" Now, I did something bad, but then it, they ended up taking my dad and the other dude outside of the stadium. The other dude didn't show his ID, got kicked out. My dad didn't get in trouble or anything. He kind of explained it. It was nice, but that just goes to show that you have to have some crazy experiences in your life to know, like, what true crazy is. Like, I feel like I've seen true crazy. Yeah. Not only from my family, but from the students that I've taught, from people in the entertainment industry. Like, I'm pretty well-seasoned in crazy. And if you haven't experienced crazy, it's it's – something that you need to, right? I don't, how yeah. do you, how does one go through experiencing crazy without Ugh. having crazy people around them? Yeah, and that I mean that can come in a lot of forms too. But that goes back to what you were saying like when it comes to people who are teaching things or expressing things or sharing their experiences like I don't know. I don't think I would be in the place that I am today to be able to help others unless I had experienced some fucking shit. some shit. Some shit. <laughs> yes. But um, that goes back to what you – that's so funny that that was her first – that your wife's first vac uh, vacation she, um, with your family. Oh, wow. She she definitely was afraid of my father before that trip. Oh, my God. And then I think it, like, just skyrocketed after. There was a lot of uh, apologizing that happened. But oh, my goodness. Still, <laughs> I wish – like, something tells me that it could have been filmed. Like, it was 2014, though. I that's so that's fucking wild. I've I've seen I wish some it was on camera. I've seen some shit. Um I forgot even what led us into that conversation. We were talking about social media and just like adjusting to all that like crazy wild stuff. Um but it, it made me think too that you're very lucky first of all to have a relationship like you do because it really does require right. a lot and a lot of compromise, a lot of understanding and I do think that there are a lot of people like kind of like unhealed people or people who haven't been through a lot of these experiences that really like to tighten the grip on their significant other thinking that that's going to really be the thing that solves like any kind of problem and it usually is like the opposite way around. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kanye West was a huge influence on, like, me growing up. And then, you know, he came out with a song that said, uh, the other day I thought about killing myself, I contemplated. Or I th the other day I thought about killing you, I contemplated premeditated murder. There's something else in that line. It was in his Yay album. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm fucking it up right now, but we're going to have to find the correct saying. But he's like, I love myself more than I love you. And that line right there 
explains love. You have to love yourself more than anyone else so that you can give everybody that fullest extent of yourself. I don't think a lot of people really understand that because they could take that line from Kanye West song and be like, oh, he sounds like this, this, and this. Because like there are some other like relationship things about him that are not so great, but that line in itself with the meaning behind it is really important because if you don't love yourself, how are you supposed to give anything to anybody else? Yeah, and that's that's the beauty of, you know, whether it's Kanye or it's uh, some quote that you're reading at a Ross painting, right? Seriously. Like, you can interpret things any type of way mm -hmm. that you want and you're right every single time. And I think that's the 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 part that even if you were to interpret it as like he's a narcissist, all right, you're right. That's the way that your experiences have led you to that belief. Right. And that's okay. And for me, I've been seasoned enough, right? I've been maybe controlled or controlling. And I've seen that one of the best ways is just to release, not put any pressure on anyone else to give you something. Give yourself everything. And then from that, everything else will just start to happen around you. It kind of falls into place. Yes. that I had a really hard time um, understanding that for a long time. And I forget how someone explained it to me that it really sat in. But they were like, you know, if you're really, oh, I might butcher this. But it was like, you know, when you're trying to find the perfect partner and you're seeking, seeking, seeking so much and you haven't really poured back into yourself like we were just talking about, if you can focus on becoming the best version of yourself possible, all the things around you will fall into place. Mm -hmm. And that's not just relationship-based, but that's life, that's career, that's everything. If you're constantly working on improving yourself, and that's also including improving your self-love and how you feel about yourself, mm -hmm. everything will fall into place and you'll start attracting the things that are supposed to be around you. And that's also with the release and the art of like detachment. Mm -hmm. And I never understood that for the longest time because I was like a a gripper. Like I would grip onto things with a death grip, hoping that they wouldn't go away from me and just trying to like collect and keep everything really close and just seek yeah. and search and realizing that, wow, I'm not even working on myself. Mm. So how am I supposed to get what I really want if I'm not that person, if I'm not showing up as that person? That's a, the one thing that I found, I would say, pretty early in my life. Thank God. That's awesome. Like, thank, <laughs> thank the Lord that I grew up with a father that was a coach, and I got to see him mold the lives of countless, I mean, thousands of young men and women, right? And it, there's just little things that he would instill in us. And it was stupid things, right? Because, like, although my dad was, like, a great coach, but he he would he led a lifestyle that was very unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And I think he himself was, I don't know, not as happy as he could have been. But he was – the one thing he would do is he would give to everybody, right? And the, the knowledge that he would instill in me is, like, it's what you do – when no one else is watching that That's matters, right? And when he would instill that in us, like I meant, I took it from like a, like a hard work standpoint. Like that's the thing that separates people when nobody's watching. And, and in this day and age, like where things can be happening, right? Like yesterday we had 13 shows happen at the studio. Do you think I had time to document and say, oh, look, I'm just show one show. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. And I feel like when people uh, aren't seeing that stuff, in a way, it's kind of like getting me even further ahead. Like I'm not I'm not giving anybody else like, energy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like fully just delved into this thing. And it, that's amazing. And you if you. If you haven't dove into anything in your life, like head on yourself with nobody else, then I highly recommend you do it. Yeah. I actually think that that's something that I've, that's been making me feel a lot better recently after all our talks too, is because you can realize how much your energy is getting sucked out in so many different directions when you're not really like honing in mm -hmm. and just like put your, putting your blinders on for a while because it's, I don't know, I really feel like true success is going to take you really putting the blinders on for a while and just drowning out the noise 
because if you're too busy trying to just like put it all out there and please everybody else and show everyone what you're doing, you're literally pulling the brakes on yourself. Yes. Um, and it's, it's hard because you want to just like do it all, but sometimes you got to pull back. And that includes going back to even the beginning of this conversation of pulling back on some of the stuff that you think you need to be doing and just focusing on what you really need for yourself. Yep. Yep. And, uh, I'm a big, huge video game uh, believer. Like, I believe that this is a simulation. And it, it irks the shit out of my wife, Cameron, so much. Like, she's so fed up of me talking about it. But <laughs> this is I'm, a simulation. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. She's like, she's like, so I'm not real. So you're saying I don't love you because I'm not real. I'm like, no, 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 no. Hear me out. Like, you're programmed to love me. Like, it's cool. But no. <laughs> Um, but regardless of like love and like the, the connections that you have to people, it's just a simple principle to live your life by. If you were playing any video game, you wouldn't want to suck ass. You would want to be the greatest character so that the game would be easy. You are living if you, and if you're, you're taking what I'm saying here, if you're living in a simulation, then just do as many things as possible that you feel like will make you a better character and you will become a better character and you will have a better life. And I think that connection will relate to a lot of the younger people oh, in yeah. this world now because now they they can start to see it. I feel like for me, I mean, it took Elon Musk saying it and me really thinking about it um, to be like, yeah. that's a, At times, Christina... I feel like those are the thickest blinders to have on. Yeah. It really is. And it's not to say that I don't want to have an effect on other people's lives because that's what my game entails. That's what my character Same. does, right? And that's fun. It's like adding new people to my world. Every day that somebody somebody new walks in here and I get their Instagram or I get their phone number, it's a new character added into the game. I might not be talking to them for a year, two years, ten years, but they're in it now. Yeah. It's, it's, you want to hear something funny? Is I, I haven't, <laughs> sometimes I'll go down the rabbit hole, depends how many mushrooms I've had. <laughs> but nice. I feel like there was a time in my life where I was like really dabbling in that. And I told myself I need to like start acting like the main character in my own story. And that wasn't just like a funny, like fucked up thought that was actually really serious. I even have it on my, do I still have it on my home screen? Pretty sure I do. There's a little section that says main character energy only. And it's cute, right? But it's, but it's actually very serious because I was so tired of living on the sidelines and all I had to do was put myself back in the game. It was very easy to do that by acquiring the skill sets to put myself back in the game. And I was really tired of playing a role I didn't want to play. Yep really fucking tired. Jim Carrey said something in an interview once that he was like, depression is your avatar's way of telling you it's tired of playing the character that it's been playing oh, or something good. along those lines. Oh, fucking good. Something along those lines. I, Jim Carrey, if I fucked that up, I'm sorry, but it was something very similar. And I heard, a, heard that also around the time that I was very depressed. Cause I'm like, I don't have to be like this anymore. I really don't fucking have to be like this anymore. Yep. And I decided to make a change, but it takes constant practice and constant reminders. You just can't tell yourself that you're going to do it and then it just happens and you don't have to practice any maintenance on it. You have to maintain it. Just like a character in a video game, you have to keep yourself from getting injured. You have to keep yourself collecting points or coins or whatever it is that's going to allow you to become bigger, Correct. better, faster, stronger. So mm -hmm. why wouldn't you be doing that in your own life? It's fun, people. It's fun. Like, if you're, like, I, I used to teach socially awkward kids. It is a very, like, fun, rewarding thing to see them, like, let their hair down and let loose. And I think we've mentioned it multiple times today, and I think it's, like, even a sign for me that, like, it's probably time that I, you know, go out there and really, even when I go out to a club, maybe engage with a couple more people mm -hmm. than I normally do. Because it's all a part of your life and right. having fun. And that's the character I want to be. I want to yeah. be the character that people remember when they leave. That's a fun character to play. Yeah. It's a memorable character. So I'm I'm loving that that little wallpaper yes, new, you got. New level unlocked. It also comes that that I mean, 
that's kind of what I mentioned earlier too, is those new levels come with new fears, new challenges, but that's also a good thing you learn to embrace them. So I'm really actually glad we ended on that note because that kind of brought that all full circle. I did. But is there anything else you'd like to share in relation to any of that? Um, I, I love that podcasts are like journals. Um, I said that earlier, so I'm going to journal this. George is currently working on Latino junkies, fitness junkies, action junkies, gridiron junkies. I engineer for bizarre junkies and fight junkies sometimes. And if you're wondering how to spell junkies, that's J-U-N-K-E-E-Z. Remember the name because, like, we're, we've put in a lot of time and effort here in this location. We're opening up a franchise in Florida, Boca Raton, Florida. So you'll see Podcast Junkie Studios hopefully everywhere across the country here in the coming years. And then the podcast will uh, – the name will live on and grow and you'll be a part of the network. And I'm, I'm extremely happy and grateful with the amount of work that I've put into this time, but I also don't feel tired. That which is, means you're in the space you're supposed to be for sure. Yep. 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 So that, that was it. Thank you so much for having me. Of on course. Today. Of course. I'm really proud of you and everybody here. Like I said earlier, it's been really cool to kind of like I feel like I've been in the, I don't want to say in yeah. the shadows, but just kind of like in that energy field this yes. whole time this has been growing and it's been inspiring to me. I don't know if I would have been able to grow like I've grown if I didn't have you guys around. No, I know I wouldn't have been able to grow. So it's one of those things like get in and sit in in places where you feel like you can thrive and grow because I just started showing up here and just being around people who were smarter in areas that I wanted to become better in. And you, you grow like that. And there's endless opportunities for you to put yourself into um, places like proximity is power. Put yourself in places that you want to be like. Surround yourself with people who you want to be like. And the opportunities for you to grow will be endless. But you have to put yourself out there. Put yourself in fucking main character energy. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Z snapping the motherfucker. Let's go. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, make sure to hit us up if you guys have any questions. Follow all the Junkies podcasts. We'll leave George's information below. And you can always reach out to us if you have any information and any questions about podcasting for yourself, too. And we will see you next time. 